Min, welcome back to the Awake Podcast, an ongoing conversation where we discover what it looks like to live awake, aware, and available to God in every area of our lives, in every sphere, in every relationship. I'm your host, Liam Weingartner, and today you are stuck with just me. Joe has taken some time to be away with his family and would greatly appreciate your prayers, especially for his dad, who was recently diagnosed with cancer. But while he's away, we are going to actually take a little bit of a break from normal protocol and go off the beaten path from our regular awake content. And instead of branching off on one of our six topics that we covered during the awake study, I wanted to take some time to share with you guys some of the lessons that I've been learning from the Lord in the first half of 2022 and how I'm preparing and looking ahead to the second half of the year. And I'm, it's my hope that this conversation will be as fruitful as, as it was for me, for you guys, and stimulating some conversation with you and your awake group. So let me, let me jump back to the second half of 2021 and just kind of give you the rundown of kind of where I was at at this season of life and from a work perspective. We had just powered through a busy summer and fall. We had honestly, we had just kicked off our adult biblical learning environments. We were having beginning conversations of restarting our men's ministry here at Fellowship. We had uh, executed something pretty crazy in the Bethlehem experience and pulling that off in a matter of months. I personally uh, prepared for and preached my first sermon here at the church, which was honestly terrifying and took so much uh, energy and mental capacity and study. And I'm so thankful for the amount of support that I had around here in prayer in order to do that. But even all the work things aside, Allie and I were in the middle of navigating. Allie's my wife, by the way, for those of you who don't know that. But Allie and I were in the middle of navigating, honestly, an, an incredibly challenging difficult, heavy situation between myself, my parents, myself, and my sister. And in the midst of this, on account of work and the relational turmoil that was going on in our lives, I was just burnt. And during this time, if, if I'm completely honest, my relationship with the Lord was in something of a survival mode. I wasn't looking far ahead. It was honestly boiled down to just, Lord, help me get through today. That was about the extent of what I was able to ask for, to put energy into. It was far from a flourishing, life-giving walk with God. It was, it was a slog through some neck-deep stress and difficulty. Okay, And in the midst of this, the Holy Spirit, my friends, my wife, and the counselor that I was seeing at the time as I was seeking extra help to navigate some of the relational difficulty that was going on, they were all saying to me a lot of the same things. Number one, I needed rest. I needed to recenter. I needed to reconnect with God and restore the reserves that had been so severely depleted over the last year, but honestly, not just over the last year. I think if all of us really look back over the last two years and the the toll that the instability and insecurity and unknown that COVID brought into the world, I think we'd all realize that there's a little bit of uh, fatigue and residual effects of that year. Now, for my personal life, packing on top of all of that just the stress of, of work and some of the difficult relational dynamics I was trying to navigate through. And like I said, my reserves were spent. 
completely just empty over the end of that last year. And so post Christmas comes around and around here at fellowship that that week after Christmas is just a completely dead office. Everybody takes the time to get away, to recharge, rest, because it's pretty much all, all, like we're all just charging forward pretty much immediately after we get back into the beginning of January for our spring launch. But I decided I'm going to take that week off as well. And with the last couple of days, what, what I did on the recommendation of, of the, my counselor was to go on just a, a silent retreat for a couple of days to take two days just to seek the Lord alone by myself to fast, to pray, to rest, to recenter and to reconnect. And before I left, he put a tool into my hand to guide my time in prayer. And that's what I want to spend a good chunk of the time kind of walking you guys through, through my own experience, but also equipping you with the ability and, and the, the, the perspective and the vision to, to know how to walk this out, even maybe in your own life. And this tool was an adaptation of some of the work of Dallas Willard, and it's called the VIM model or the V-I-M, Vision, Intention, Means model. And essentially what it was, was a guided process for me to engage with God in the areas that I most needed to, but didn't have the emotional capacity or margin to engage with him. Now, just to be completely transparent with you guys, what was happening in my life during and in the midst of all of that stress, overwhelm, and uh, just instability and lack of consistency was that I was filling all of what little margin I did have with escaping into entertainment, leisure, reading books, watching shows, listening to music, anything to avoid having to deal with just all of the junk or crap that was going on in my heart and in my life and in my mind. Because it takes work to process through those things. It takes work to bring those things before the Lord and say, Lord, what would you have me do in these situations? That's heavy. That's hard. And so my response was just to escape from all of that. And so here I am going into this these two days where I'm turning my phone off. I am completely alone at a retreat center and I have beautiful nature trails to walk and a plan in front of me, my Bible, a journal, and a book that I was working through at the time. And I was just ready to connect with God. My goal during that process was to work through each step slowly. And in the end, it was my hope that I would have and my prayer that I would have a clear picture of where God was trying to take me, what he was trying to speak into me during the midst of this season what values and intentions were going to guide me and what it was going to take practically to get there. This is the process in a nutshell of having a vision for your life or for the season of life that you're in with set intentions and values that guide that season and the means to accomplish the goals that you set out to accomplish. And so guys, as I was kind of preparing and trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about on this bonus episode of the Awake podcast, I was able to just go back into some of my notes and reflect on all of the things that God did during that time. And honestly, it left me grateful. It left me humbled that he met me in that space. And during that time, I think one of the biggest things that he reminded me of through his word and through prayer is that we are made for union and communion with God. 
We are made to walk in relationship with God, to be invited in every moment to abide in him, to be sourced by him, to be secure in him, that we would live our lives out of his abundance. And for a guy who was uh, tapped energy-wise, who had just nothing left in the tank, that was just life-giving words from God. And this became the vision that would guide this season of my life over the first half of this year, that I wanted to live a life of increasingly unbroken communion with God. That I wanted to live a life of increasingly unbroken communion with God. That was my vision that I was at, that boiled down through just a time of prayer and of fasting and the word, taking walks and just being still before the Lord, allowing him to bring up all of those turbulent thoughts, feelings, struggles, stresses, and give them over to him saying, what, what do you have for me? And that's what rose to the surface. And so from there, it was setting out to determine what values were going to guide this pursuit. That if I had this, this image or vision looking ahead of connecting with God, of walking in intimate relationship with God, then the values of unbroken communion were guiding that time. And that led me right into what the means were going to be, that there were obviously things that I needed to start and things that I needed to stop in order to see that vision become a reality. And to be honest with you, there were far more things that I needed to stop than things I needed to start. And as I'm working through this process, I'm realizing something else as well that is drawn out from the scriptures in Paul and Romans 12, that true change and transformation, or as Paul says, the renewing of our hearts and minds requires direct interaction and participation with the Holy Spirit. That the balance between God's work and my participation was something I always struggled with that I almost wanted to be upset or angry at God, that he didn't seem like maybe he was holding up his end of the bargain, that he was supposed to be doing more for me, or if uh, he wanted me to be more disciplined, then he should just make me more disciplined. And I was completely taking myself off the hook and just being upset with God. But what I'm realizing is that, uh, that the spiritual disciplines are a way that we posture ourselves and bring ourselves into the right position for God to do the work that only he can do. That the spiritual disciplines, the, the, the things that I needed to start or pick back up of just time in the word, time in prayer, time of silence, solitude, Sabbath, and contemplative practices like uh, prayer and meditation on scripture were, th- were things that would bring me into a position where God could do what only he can do. And in a sense, I was trying to practice the realities of what John talks about in his gospel, that apart from Christ, we can do nothing. And so if we are not abiding in him, then there will be no fruit produced in our lives. And so though the spiritual disciplines, though those things that I needed to start doing were not the, the end in and of themselves, they were a means through which God's grace could flow into my life and flow through me. So my work and your work each day is just to show up with God and be available to him. 
But I learned through my experience that this can't be a haphazard approach or else it's going to fall off. And there might be some of you who are just far more disciplined. You are consistent. You are steady. And you have no problem with being in the Word every day, being in prayer every day. But that is not my story. So I could not have a haphazard approach towards increasingly unbroken communion with God because I knew it was just going to fall off. And it took vision and tension and clear means for me to to have a plan that I could see. And there might be some of you that listen to this and, and say, that sounds too intense, it sounds like too much work, or even it might sound legalistic. But I, I wish I could remember who said this quote, but it's something that has always stuck with me, but that grace is not opposed to effort. Grace is opposed to earning. Hey, we, we don't come into these practices. We don't wake up every day and open up the Bible and spend time in prayer so that we can twist God's arm to get what we want from him. God, he loved us while we were still sinners. Christ died for us while we had done nothing for him. Grace is opposed to earning something from God, but it's not opposed to effort. And our sanctification does take work. Because consistency doesn't come easy for us. Walking with God day in and day out does not come easy. And so I needed strategy and constant reminders of the bigger picture that knowing God and walking with him and becoming like Jesus wasn't going to happen by accident. And I couldn't just throw the Bible open and hope that I acquired that growth and sanctification through osmosis. It was going to take intention. It was going to take vision. It was going to take means And so getting away for those few days really shifted the course of the beginning of this year for me. And I want to just share with you right now what I'm going to send out in the discussion guide, but it's the questions that help to kind of guide my time as I work through each one of these questions and steps in the VIM model. And hopefully this can be an exercise for you to just kind of slow down, reflect, reconnect, rest, and then engage with your groups. And so I want to share with you guys a couple of things before I close one with an encouragement and just kind of the end of my story of 2021 into 2022. The first question is this, what's one word that you would use to describe your relationship with God in this season of life? Are you like where I was? Are you burnt out? Is your relationship on survival mode where you're just saying, God, help me get through just this moment? Is it sporadic? Is it inconsistent? Are you thriving in your relationship with God? Are you experiencing daily fellowship of walking with Him in the light? Praise God if that is where you're at right now. You have a great opportunity to encourage other brothers who are struggling. The next question is, in this season of your life, what's one area of your relationship with God that you want to grow in and why? Understanding the why behind the area, behind your vision that you guys are going to be walking through is so powerful because that's a lot of times what we need to reconnect with. And so for me, when I go back to the the vision of an increasingly unbroken communion with God, that that's the life that I want to have. So much of that is drawn out of John's gospel and Jesus's words that say that this is eternal life, that you would know me, that knowing God And as he says in his first epistle, John talks about fellowship with God is walking with him in the light. And that this is the eternal life that we get to experience with him is knowing him, walking in communion with him. That that 
that why, that understanding was fuel for me to daily continue to engage in these practices, remembering that I wasn't going into these trying to earn something, but that I was just seeking to love God and experience and receive his love for me as well. And to look more like Jesus because of it. Like that's going to be the fruit of engaging with God is looking more like Jesus. But the last question is this, what do you need to stop and what do you need to start in order to make progress in this area? So coming out of this time for me, man, my list of things that I needed to stop doing was was so much more lengthy than the things I needed to start doing. So many so much of the time we know the things we ought to do. We just don't have uh, the vision, intention, or means to, to do them, to follow through. We don't have the discipline sometimes just to, to commit to the plan or to say no to the things that might not necessarily be bad things, but might be robbing the limited margin and capacity that we have to connect with God. And that was exactly where I was at because I had so much other things going on in my life because I had uh, just somewhat of a heavy workload during this season of my life and because my emotions were just at their wits end. I was at my capacity emotionally engaging with the difficulty in my family. And so everything I had left could not be spent on things like entertainment and leisure. It just couldn't. And it's not to say that those things were bad, but in that season of my life, I needed every spare amount of time and energy that I had just to connect with God, just to engage with him, just to to walk in communion and fellowship with him. So what do you need to stop and what do you need to start in order to make progress towards the goal that God is calling you towards in life and growing in your relationship with him? And so I want to wrap up by saying this, that those two days fueled me and sustained me and the work that God did and the teaching that he provided for me during that time through his word and through prayer was energizing and life-giving. And it was for a time. You know, I think a lot of us can be sustained off of some kind of of spiritual high experience for a little bit of time. But to be honest, guys, when the reality of life struck again, after I'm back from this retreat, I still have ups and downs. And I've had weeks over the last few months where it has been just a struggle to pray. It's been a struggle to open the word, if I'm being completely honest. And the thing that God is teaching me now is that it's not if I'm going to fall, it's when I'm going to fall. But when I'm going to fall, it is not God's desire that I wallow in that failure, that I wallow in my sin and my shame. That He's He does not desire, guys, that we pay a certain amount of penance of feeling bad enough about failing, feeling bad enough about our failures. And this is something that I experienced for a long time and have walked with so many brothers on this exact thing that when sin comes into our lives, when we fail God in some way, we feel as though we need to, uh, to, to spend a certain amount of time feeling guilty enough, feeling bad enough before we're ready to come back to God. 
And I just want to say that that is not the heart of God. That's not the heart of Jesus for us. And even John reminds us in John, his, his first epistle in 1 John 1, that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And there is parable after parable of the joy that the Lord has when he receives back his lost sheep, when he receives the lost coin, when he receives the prodigal son to return home. And the implications of this is that it's God's desire that we would turn and turn quickly when we fall. And so, brothers, I want to just remind you that as you walk through this VIM model or VIM process, it's not going to solve all your problems. It's not going to keep you from falling, keep you from failing, keep you from inconsistency for the rest of your life. I need seasonal, regular reminders and brothers who are walking through this life with me, knowing this part of my life. And being, being willing and humble enough to say, God, I've fallen off again. I've had a week of consistency and, and then all of a sudden I'm falling off again. I haven't sought you. I've fallen back into leisure, entertainment, or you fill in the blank of the things that steal and rob your heart and love and affection for the Lord. And his invitation to us is to return back to walking with him in the light to confess that sin to him, confess it to brothers, to seek him in prayer and return to walking in that good and narrow way. And when we do, we'll find the Lord who joyfully receives us back with him and equips us to continue walking. And it is the will of God that we would look more and more like Jesus every day of our lives. And he is going to be the one that does the work of producing fruit. And so, brothers, like I said, our work is to show up and be available for God. And if you are like me and you struggle with sometimes a haphazard approach to your relationship with God and walking with Jesus, then I would highly encourage you to consider navigating through the VIM model, maybe just for a season, maybe have a plan and a direction for three months. It doesn't have to be for the rest of your life. But having that clear picture of where God is wanting to take you, why it's important and worth it to go there, and having clear steps of what you need to stop and what you need to start in order to get to that place. And I, I am going to be praying for God to be doing that work in and through you guys. And I hope that your conversations around your table at your awake group, it, it's going to be fruitful and you might learn from one another on on what their vision is or what your vision is and what things you might need to start or what things you might need to stop. And you might have opportunities to hold one another accountable in ways that can be so fruitful and so beneficial. So I want to thank you guys for tuning into this bonus episode of the Awake Podcast. I am so looking forward to seeing what God is going to do through you, in you, and I am so thankful that we get to walk this journey together. Look forward to seeing you guys next time.